Dear love, you don't like drama. So, you don't like drama, huh? I'm going to tell you about a situation that I just recently had regarding a guy, a man, a grown man, (laughs) who's 40 years old. And one of the first things he told me in the beginning was he don't like drama. (laughs) He don't like drama. He don't like the yelling and the screaming and the arguing. And I, of course, told him I don't do those things. I ask a question and I connect. We've all been there and done that and have had situations where creating drama Causing drama, being a part of drama or anyone else's drama, it's never good and it never ends well. But how can you control someone else when they're causing the drama? How can you state that you don't like drama and you create a recipe for it every single time? It's amazing how people contradict themselves. And do they not realize it or do they not care? Is it all just a cover up just to kind of make it seem like they're mature and they got their stuff together? And in reality, it's really just a hot mess. The situation that I've had with this guy was that he would always state that he does not like drama, but then he would cause things and over explain himself. So if I've asked him a question, like one time I felt like I felt some type of way and I had to ask, I asked him if he's been cheating on me and he said, no, my reply back was okay. I know that, um, the truth always comes out eventually. So I don't play into it. I don't need to ask who, what, where, when, or why. I don't need to go through your phone. I don't want to know why you didn't call or I don't care. I don't care. All I care about is you correcting your situation, correcting the problem. That's what I care. I care about solutions. So if I tell you that this is how I'm feeling and I ask you that question and then I tell you what was the reason that made me ask that question, your job is to make sure it doesn't happen again. And in the beginning, it was like that. In the beginning, he gave me and told me and said everything I needed to hear, such as he wants to get married and settle down and be in a long-term relationship, learning how to grow together and, you know, resolve our issues together because you're not going to be in a relationship and not have any issues. It's all about communicating. And he wanted to get married. He was never married. He had a seven-year-old daughter And he wanted to have another baby. So, of course, it sounds amazing. He also willingly gave me um, the passcode to get into his apartment because it it has a keypad. Um, There's no keys. With, without me even asking, he gave me the passcode to his phone. Not that I ever used it, so I don't know if it was real. Um, he gave me access to his house and told me I can come and stay even if he's at work and I'm not that I can, you know, just relax and hang out and use the pool and the gym. And if I wanted to bring my son, he offered everything. And I haven't had a guy do that 
probably never. <laughs> There's always some type of gradual process. But maybe that was red flag number one. Rushing things. Rushing us into a relationship and everything felt like a rush with him. Um, what another red flag he had was over explaining things. So when I asked him if he was with someone else and I told him why I felt that way, he would create a story and just over explain and then just keep going and keep going after I've already said, okay, I'm not questioning him in that sense, like saying, oh my God, you're, you're lying or what you're saying is true. None of that is happening. All I'm saying is, okay. We're good. And I'm completely capable of moving forward from that point because I know that if he's lying, the truth will come out. But he constantly felt the need to be to over explain himself, which we know even with kids, whenever they get in trouble and they know they're doing something that they're not supposed to be doing, what do they do? They create a story and then dig their hole deeper by just keep adding to it and adding to it. And you're just standing there listening to them, knowing that you know the truth. And that's what it was like with him. Um, red flag. No, that was red flag one, just over explaining. Um, another one was just rushing the relationship as if we had, he wanted to do everything and wanted me to come over and remember his passcode. But within the last, within 30 days, he changed his passcode five times. And every single time I would come over that he would invite me, I would have to um, remember a new passcode. Or if I didn't know the passcode, like I couldn't get in with the old passcode, I would have to send him a text for him to unlock the door or for him to, and he will always have a different passcode. And with that came more stories, more over explaining. Um, another red flag was he was very territorial and very jealous with me. He started an Instagram page just to start following me on it to see what I'm posting and um, to see who is commenting back. Now, I've learned from previous experience when men are jealous and territorial that way, it's because they're doing things that they are not supposed to be doing. So in their heads, they um, maybe you might be doing the same thing. And for them is they want you to be loyal and devoted to them and them only, but they get to do what they want to do with whoever they want to do it. Um, another red flag was he seemed detached spiritually. It's crazy. Like he did and said everything that he, that was right as far as like, you know, telling me what I wanted to hear. Um, about getting married, having another kid. He had asked me what was the thing that I, I wanted most and I told him consistency. So therefore he kept repeating, oh, I'm consistent and I'm going to be consistent. This is, And we know that that does not work like that. That's not what I want. I don't want you to say you're consistent. I want you to be consistent. And that was another red flag in like trying to force something to happen. That's what the relationship felt like, like trying to rush it and, and force things or force me to like, you know, come over now or come over later. And if I didn't hit him up or I didn't send him a message, it was, you don't miss me. Who are you talking to? And then threatening 
you know, like saying threatening things about whoever he thinks I might be talking to. Um, another thing that I didn't like that he will always say he don't like the drama, but he will create the drama. He would create it by not being consistent, by not answering my calls or texts. Um, and if I questioned him on it, there goes another story over explaining. And it just got to the point where I kind of just, I would just stay quiet. I don't add to him. I don't add to anything he says. I just say, okay. But he would have a whole one-way argument and then say, I don't like that you do this, or I don't like that you've, you said that. And I would, of course, find myself apologizing to him versus the other way around. At no point in time has he ever said he was sorry or ever said that he, you know, he was wrong in the beginning, the first few days or that first week, he, the first time he, of, he did not call me. He made plans with me and didn't call me to cancel or let me know that it's going to be rescheduled or he made other plans and he left me waiting. And that became a routine where one minute he's all there and all open. The next minute, my messages are getting ignored. And now I'm the one with a problem. If I say, oh, that's a problem. I don't like that. But that first week, he had apologized and said that he would correct it, and I liked that. I liked that he was showing interest, and he said I have to bear with him because he's still new to this, and he's still learning. What I've learned from his past was that he was a player. That was one of the first things I told him. He, You look like a player. Very fine guy, tall, athletic, um, almost became pro football. He has money. He has his own business, works in a great career that he actually likes doing. He has the most expensive clothes and the expensive cars. He even offered me to, I can drive his Hummer that he has in storage to take my son and pick him up and drop him off from school. He made all these offers. But there was just so much, so many red flags going on, spiritually detached. He would say all the right things and do all the right things. But spiritually, it was like he was preventing himself from catching or having any feelings for me. Like there was a detachment there that I was able to feel, you know, like never really looked me in my eyes or you know, it was just, and that's how, you know, people are lying. And that's how, you know, when they can't, when they avoid you, that's what it felt like. It was like, he was there and forcing everything, but yet avoiding me spiritually at the same time, like as if he had something to hide, giving me all this information that I didn't ask for willingly, but as if he had something to hide. And what happened was that I took him on a few days ago. He said I can come and come to his house. And if he's changed his passcode, you know, he'll give it to me and I can use the gym at any point in time. He said, but, you know, during the week on the weekends, because he's usually off on the weekends, then that's that's a different story. Um, I actually took him up on that, but it was a Saturday. And when I pulled up. He had told me he was happened to work on the Saturday, which he doesn't work on a Saturday. So I went along with the story and I said, okay, well, I'm going to go to his house. 
and just relax and watch Netflix and drink my Remy. And when I pulled up, he's coming out the house with a female who, when I questioned him, says that she was, she's a neighbor and he was helping her with her car. Why that sounds so like, like a, some shady story you would see in a Lifetime movie or something. Like you're sitting there, you're like, really, dude? Really? <laughs> and I said, okay. So he goes, as soon as I pulled up, though, before he, he as soon as he saw me, he sent me a text saying, don't get out the car. I didn't see that text until after I got out the car. And he was like walking in and out of his apartment and didn't even give me a kiss like he normally does. And it said he just got home from work. It was two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. And then he says, can you do me a favor and go to Walmart around the corner and buy me some wine? Almost like just to get me out of that area or that location. Eventually the woman left. She didn't say anything or cause the scene or anything like that. But because I didn't catch him exactly in the act, I was just going to let it go. Like it was going to stay in the back of my head until more solid evidence occurred. But what really did it was that after I did that, after I did him the favor and I came back to his house where I left my Remy bottle, he locked the door left and when i asked him for the passcode i sent him a text he turned off his phone so for whatever reason he did not want me in his house by myself that you know and everyone knows you don't turn your phone off on a woman especially when that's not something that you would normally do and i Guys always seem to do that. Turn off their phone whenever there's a problem or a situation. That is like one of the worst things you can ever do to a woman is just shut your phone off without even resolving anything. It's like you're running from something and yet you already created a whole story and excuse of why you, why the woman was there, why, whatever, whatever the situation is. So... He turned off his phone and I went off. And that was the end of that relationship. Like, you know, there's no coming back from that. Like, you don't just, that's weird. If you already create an excuse, why are you avoiding me? Unless he didn't want me to see the messed up bed that looked like he just had sex, which I did already see. And yet I left it alone. I didn't argue with him. I didn't accuse him. I asked him a question again. Are you cheating on me? And he again said, no. So I said, okay. And yet he kept calling me throughout the day before he turned off his phone to over explain, to explain how he randomly got a call at five in the morning to get to pick up his daughter and something about having to go to work and was going to call me. And then how he was home from work but didn't get a chance to call me because he had just got home from work and started to help his neighbor with the, her car. But ironically, when I pull up, you're, you have your phone where you can just immediately tell me not to get out the car, which is also another suspicious act. But that's the man who don't want any drama. He didn't want any drama, 
but he went ahead and caused every single moment of it. And I swear, guys, I know because I'm a female and the first thing everybody thinks is that, oh, you're a woman. So you, you have to have been like, what the fuck? And accusing and this and that. Nope, 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 nope. I don't do those things. I don't do those things. Been there, done that. Not a good feeling. Again, I know the truth will come out eventually. So all I do is ask and then I say, okay. The fact that I'm so calm about things, I've noticed, makes men really, really uncomfortable. They want me to start yelling and screaming and cursing them out. And I don't. I don't do none of those things. And ironically, towards the end, when he finally sent me a text, he said that I was screaming and cursing in the parking lot. And he does not like that drama, which, guys, that did not happen at all. So I'm reading the text and I'm like, why are you altering the story? I was there. It was just me and you. You have no reason to lie. It's okay. You got caught. That's fine. Be a man. Admit it and move on. Let's move on. Let's figure out why you're doing these things. You're addicted. You Maybe you're a sex addict. Maybe you have no control over yourself. Maybe you really want to be in a relationship, but you just don't know how. Figure it out. Find a solution to this problem. But don't cause the drama and then say you don't want no drama. And then tell me you don't like this whenever I ask you a calm question about something you don't like asking, being asked about. So that's my situation. That's what happened. I'm not exaggerating any part of it. I have been calm and collective, except I did go in crazy mode when he shut his phone off on me. And that's, you know how it goes, blowing up his phone, blowing up his phone, blowing up his phone, and sending mad texts about him being a loser. And yeah, I went off. I went off. But you know what? I've been holding it in for 30 days, and I've been noticing all these little red flags here and there. And, you know, I've tried. I tried and I just had to let it out. So I woke up to this morning feeling like, okay, it's a new day, whatever. I was drinking yesterday. Um, I came home and that was it. That was the worst of it. That was all I did was blow up his phone and then let it go. I let it go. And he sends me a text saying how I was in the parking lot cursing at him. Like he created a, a, a situation that never happened to justify and make sense of why he was acting the way that he was acting, which was not true at all. Not even a little bit, but, um, thank you guys for listening. And this is the episode of you don't like drama. <laughs>